Welcome to the podcast, Walking You Through the ICU. I'm Kaylee Dayton, an ICU nurse practitioner and ICU consultant. This is your guide to helping your loved one survive and thrive during and after critical illness. This is not medical advice, but medical information. Please collaborate with your wonderful ICU team to apply this information as appropriate for your loved one. If you are looking for tools for advocacy specific to your loved one's journey, please book a counseling session with me at www.daytoniceuconsulting.com. The podcast blog with studies, pictures, videos, and resources related to these episodes are found on the website as well. All right, let's get started. As the introduction said, my name is Kaylee Dayton. I'm an ICU nurse practitioner on a mission to transform patient care and outcomes through avoiding sedation and optimizing mobility. To put simply, I want to help your loved one survive and thrive. This may require quick and effective action from you to help your loved one and ICU team change some aspects of their ICU care. To explain, let me rewind. My first job as a brand new registered nurse was in an ICU. When they interviewed me, they asked, quote, would you be willing to walk patients on ventilators, unquote? I was so inexperienced and I didn't really understand what that meant, but I passionately responded, yes, of course, teach me everything. What I didn't appreciate for years is that in just about any ICU in the world, every single patient on a ventilator is given deep sedation and put into what we call a medically or drug-induced coma. Now, we will get into the reality and repercussions of this later. Just know that this is what is, quote, normal in the ICU community. Every patient on a ventilator is in a coma. A breathing tube equals the same medications that are given in surgery for a few hours, but likely given for days to weeks in the ICU. This is the current standard of care. Yet, when I trained in the awake and walking ICU, that is not what I was taught. The practice there was to allow almost every single patient to wake up after intubation or the procedure of placing the breathing tube. We instinctively reoriented the patient, helped them understand and acclimate to the tube, let them write on a board or text with their phones and addressed their anxiety and or discomfort as they reported it. Usually hours after intubation, they were sitting up, standing, and more often than not, they were walking around the unit with the ventilator. I didn't understand how unique, let alone how important all of this was. It was just normal there. After a few years, I left to be a travel nurse and traveled to a different hospital every three months or so for about 18 months. Initially, I was completely shocked to find all my patients on ventilators were on sedation IV drips. When I would ask the doctors or other nurses why they were on those medications, they would look at me like I was crazy and say, well, duh, because they're intubated, meaning they are in a coma because they have a breathing tube. But that didn't make sense to me. I was taking care of the same kind of patients with the same diagnoses and often not even as sick as the other patients that I had helped walk the halls of my past ICU. 
Yet when I would propose waking them up and walking them, I was met with shock, horror, disbelief, and belittlement. People started to doubt whether I was a real ICU nurse. I didn't really understand the big picture of it all. So eventually I just shut up and learned to do it, quote, their way. Years later, I poured over the research and the big picture of critical care medicine was unveiled to me. I found my calling to try to provide this information to the world. I have dedicated almost two years to developing a podcast, webinars, modules, and training programs for ICU teams to change their care and transform patient outcomes through avoiding sedation and maximizing mobility. Yet, unfortunately, the change is slow and not fast enough for your loved one that is in the ICU right now. Listen, you as a loved one have a right to the same information. We're going to get into sedation, delirium, and immobility in the upcoming episodes. But first, for the next few episodes, we're going to lay a foundation of understanding of the ICU, your role as a loved one, and tools for advocacy. I will likely refer to the select episodes in the clinician podcast. So have it handy as a reference for homework. That other podcast is called Walking Home from the ICU. Before we dive deep into this, let me just step back and feel with you. This is hard. This is scary. This is stressful. These are some of the worst times of your life. You could not have prepared for this, no matter what has led you up to this exact moment. I have worked in critical care medicine for 10 years. This is my dream career. I love the ICU. I love adult ICU. I never wanted to work in pediatrics. I couldn't tolerate the idea of children being sick and suffering. And over a year ago, that's exactly where I found myself with my daughter for a week facing a ventilator. Fortunately, it never came to that, but it was touch and go. And I, I knew the lingo. I knew what was happening and what could transpire when I ran into the ER with her limp body in my arms. I knew the thoughts running through the provider's minds when they looked at her. I knew they were running to grab a breathing tube and breathing machine. No matter what I knew, and despite my years of experience, this time from the other side of the bed, as a loved one, this was an entirely different experience and was completely traumatizing. Fortunately, my daughter had incredible care in the pediatric ICU and I was well supported. Nonetheless, I found myself in a sense of shock and a little bit lost as to what to do to help. From palliative care consultations to genetics, pulmonology, intensivists, and neuromuscular doctors, it was all just a lot, even for this ICU nurse practitioner. So I appreciate in my own version, what you were going through. This is incredibly stressful, scary, painful, and traumatizing. I watch online discussions and Facebook groups with loved ones talking together and trying to make sense of what is going on and what they can do while they feel so useless or helpless in the ICU. I want you to know that you are not useless nor helpless. You are needed on the ICU team. 
Hang with me. Please keep listening. My goal is to provide simple, clear, powerful, and effective information and tools to help you collaborate with your ICU team to give your loved one the best chance to survive and thrive. You are not alone in this. You do not need to be a quiet observer in this process. Check out the blog for links to many helpful websites and resources for families. On my website, www.daytonicuconsulting.com, each episode for both podcasts, Walking Home from the ICU for Clinicians and Walking You Through the ICU for Families are transcribed with all the references to the research from medical journals that are used in these episodes. You can find this in the blog section. If you need support beyond this podcast for concerns specific to your loved one's situation, please schedule a counseling session with me at www.daytoniceuconsulting.com. Welcome to the ICU team as their newest team member. Buckle up, we've got a lot of catching up to do and it's going to be a ride. If you want to help make this life-saving information available to others, please leave a review for the podcast, share it with others, and share the clinician podcast with your ICU team. Thanks for being a part of the future of critical care medicine.